Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. My guest today, Dennis Miller, is a highly respected leadership coach. He's advised hundreds of nonprofit organizations and other companies how to unlock their true potential. He's a, a speaker, a trainer, a facilitator, and my guest that live on Purpose Radio today, Dennis Miller. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Dr. Paul. Thrilled that you're here. Dennis, you've got quite a story. In fact, I've got your book in front of me, The I, one of your books. You've written others as well. Yes. This one's... This one's called Mopping Floors to CEO, and it's it's kind of your story, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a um, it's a true story. I'm I'm glad it happened a long time ago, so I've uh, been enjoying my life. But uh, it is a true story of overcoming a lot of challenges as a young man and uh, getting a lot of support and help from a lot of people to uh, be able to live a uh, a really good life and have a nice family and, and a good career. I don't know if you actually pictured yourself where you are now or at what point that became a reality for you. But, you know, we all start in these places, or at least most of us start in a place where it it seems like just a dream. Can you relate to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I certainly as a young man didn't picture myself, you know, um, doing much. I wasn't sure what I did, but it was certainly later on in life when I, uh, you know, began to develop, uh, you know, self-confidence and began to have emotional healing, um, that I began to have ideas of that I could make a difference in the world and I could have a career that was meaningful to me and sort of began that path to, uh, um, you know, do for others and, uh, became a hospital executive, chief executive and, and over the past, uh, spent 25 years in the healthcare field and the past 12 plus years, um, becoming a leadership coach for, you know, hundreds of nonprofit organizations and boards and leadership around the country. So I've been, I've been very uh, grateful and thankful to the work I've been able to do. It's all based on principle. According to my experience, and Dennis, is, as you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit, I know that you feel the same way, that there's it, there's a lot of abundance in this world, and if we'll be open to it, it's available to us. And then there are principles that we apply. So it's not luck, it's not magic. There are some specific principles that help to um, get us to a point where we can create and live a life that we love. And you're describing this. You're describing a life that maybe you could have only dreamed of earlier. Uh-huh. Dennis, walk us through this a little bit, would you? Some of the principles that you have noticed, and assume for a minute that uh, maybe some of our listeners might be in a place where they're not sure, you know, if it's possible. Where do they start? What have you seen uh, in your experience? Yeah. Well, the first principle I have is you have to kind of, you know, believe in yourself, even when maybe you feel that other people don't believe in you. So you have to have a, you have to have some sort of inner faith in yourself and 
whether it's a faith in, 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 in God or internal issues, but you need to have some faith in yourself. That's for one. Mm. Uh, number, number two, I believe that you, um, you know, life, we, we need to, my other principles that, you know, we need to be connecting to other people here. And so, um, the challenge that I had and others have is, um, Learn, I had to learn to, you know, love myself, which is similar to the principle, but love myself before I can love somebody else here. Mm-hmm. I also had to learn to um, to accept myself for who I am, you know, whatever my faults may be or shortcomings, and we all have them. So once I begin to accept myself, um, and therefore I can then accept others. Um, another principle was I had to have was to realize that um, – self-confidence was the key to success in life and that um as i began to have incremental successes um and as a young boy i did very poorly in school because of the abuse i suffered and it was difficult to to do school work but as i began to heal and have some incremental successes whether it's academically or in the work world that led to a greater sense of success and a greater sense of what, what i can achieve Mm-hmm. I, I think a principle that I also um, kind of lived with was realizing that it was very smart to invest in myself, that emotional health and emotional life w- was more important to me than sort of material wealth. And that, um, you know, I kind of grew up in an era where we kind of re- rebelled and rejected against uh, material issues and things like that during the 60s. But for mm-hmm. me, uh, emotional wealth and emotional health and and then, you know, opening up, uh, Dr. Paul, opening up myself to others and to allow other people to help me um, so I didn't have to do it by myself were, were kind of the principles that I've lived with. And, and sort of maybe last but not least, but more importantly, it was to, and probably the one thing I've lived with all my life was to treat other people the way I wanted to be treated. And um, I think that's kind of what's you know made me uh, the kind of man I became today is the fact that I, I knew how I was treated as a young boy and I didn't would never do that to someone else. So the golden rule it's it's it, you know it's basic, but it, it's was important to me and is important to me to treat people the way you want to be treated. So those are the principles I've sort of lived by and sort of managed my life and outlined my hopes and dreams for. There's several of these, Dennis. I've noticed as you as you introduced this that really tie in together. You're talking about, number one, having faith in yourself. This is a a belief that kind of has to come first, and it's difficult to do because you're observing what's happened up until now, and it's not as awesome or great as what you would really like to have. So you don't have any immediate evidence in your own life that you're capable of it. Right. But somehow that that belief, as you grab hold of that belief, you can start to create some different outcomes. And that's a challenge, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it, it, it is. And um, I, I know it's a challenge for a lot of people, but, um, you know, uh, I, I did a workshop the other day about, you know, people collaborating. And one of the reasons people say they don't is just the term sort of, unconsciously competent, you know, they don't know what they have to offer. And so uh, it may seem like an oxymoron, but at the same time, my, my sense of myself was low and my self-esteem was low. There was a part of me that um, knew that I really was capable or, or capable of changing my life or capable of doing things that I was 
a strong determination to, you know, make sure that I didn't waste the gift of life that I had. So um, it's it's an important principle to have is that even when you're in doubt of yourself, you've you've got to find some way to you know be your best friend, and and that's probably you know uh, was important to me. And you got to you know that's sort of was crucial. Mm. Your your second point about connecting to other people, I think this might be part of the key because sometimes they see it before we do. Has that been your experience as well? Uh, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, in, in my, my life today, I can see the potential in other people and other organizations, you know, much further than they do. I, I remember one of my clients who was involved with the Salvation Army said, you know, Dennis, you can see our future before we can, which was kind of a, sort of a nice thing to say. But I, I think that, yeah, oftentimes we can see others before we can see ourselves and, I think one of the things, uh, Dr. Paul, that changed my life was, um, you know, as you know, in the book here, I talk about really overcoming a really difficult emotional life and depression and despair. Um, and, you know, once I began to realize how I needed um, other people, I needed professional help, and I opened up to the pastor, the priest that came to visit me when I was in a psychiatric hospital at the age of 20, where I self-admitted myself. Uh, once I began to realize that um, I needed other people, I began to open up. And once I opened up to people, I began to feel connected and not alone. And 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 being part of a, you know a therapeutic group and being part of a, a community like that was was a really a crucial part to give me the support system I needed and. We all need support, and it's, so it's important that we, you know, if we're suffering, you know, not to suffer alone. Uh, it sounds like common sense, but, you know, finding ways to reach out to a best friend or confiding in them and or someone in your faith-based organization or your, your you know, your local human resource department if you're working or in, just in your community neighborhood. It's important that we reach out to people because people will be there for you and that people were there for me. It's it's interesting. I'm drawing a contrast, Dennis, with what you said earlier about having kind of a difficult start, which is common, right? I mean, a lot of yes, people... Yes, very common. And, and we hear messages sometimes, and, and it may be from well-meaning people in our lives, but we're very impressionable often when we're young, and we might hear the message that's that's exactly opposite to what it is we're trying to create. So we have to become selective. And I'm hearing you say that putting yourself into, on purpose, some kind of a support network and gathering and connecting with people who, who believe in you, who will support your dreams, that, that, that's a real key. It's a crucial element to this process. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I see it in, um, you know, in family members today or in friends today, but I, I, I you know, um, you know, sort of the first time I reached out to people was out of despair, which is often the case. Um, but then I saw the, you know, the value of it. And I, you know, and I believe that, you know, we all need to feel connected to each other and, uh, feel part of the sort of the, the larger community of life. And, you know, being alone is, is not a very pleasant uh, feeling. Um, and so it is crucial that we uh, find the strength within us to 
to grab a hold of someone else and to uh, not feel alone. And as we feel less alone, we can feel more of our own strength and, and kind of, uh, you know, achieve the kind of life we want to achieve. It is all possible. I mean, if there's nothing else that my book, uh, and I wrote my book about it, it's to, it's to to let people know that in spite of whatever either current or past life circumstances impacted you uh, negatively, there is a way uh, to change your life. And there is a way to um, to move away from that sense of hopelessness and failure that I experienced for, for decades to a life of happiness and success and, and it, that it's doable. And that's that was my goal in writing the book to inspire others that were going through what I had mm-hmm. gone through. And th- thank you for that contribution, Dennis. I, I'm not sure we completely caught it earlier. As you said that you were in a psychiatric hospital, you had admitted yourself. Life was at an all-time low at that point. And, and you're coming from that perspective and saying that it is possible. Even in those kinds of circumstances, there's still hope. And there are principles that will allow you to, to move forward and create a life that you love. This is- Absolutely. I mean, it was, you know, the best thing I ever did was uh, admitting I need help. And it was not easy. You know, I'm, a, I'm sure I've got my stubborn Irish-German pride in me. And, um, <laughs> um, and it was not easy to, you know, be a man in, or a young man and to admit I needed any help because... And the family I lived in, you know, no one admitted anything and no one really much was there for people. So um, it became obviously the thing that turned my life around was admitting that I needed help and and showing my vulnerability. And and that really that changed my life. I think you're sharing this story today, Dennis, is is going to inspire some people to take a closer look at their own folks. We've got Dennis Miller today at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back. Dennis Miller today at Live On Purpose Radio. Dennis, you've had quite an experience it was refreshing to me during our first half of the conversation to to hear your vulnerability. And this is something that has ah, kind of a mixed reputation among some folks because it's the thing that scares us the most, but it's also something that opens us up. You said something about how we don't have to suffer alone. We've got an amazing network of people all around us, most of whom I would dare say, are willing and able to assist us in some way. 
talk about that for just a moment, if you would. The, the, that vulnerability and, and the openness to, to that input from others. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I, you know, listen, I can go by what I learned and what my experience was that, um, you know, people were incredibly open and supportive um, in, in, in my reaching out. Um, both, you know, years gone by or, you know, even today. And I find that um, I'm sure you are as well. And I am today when people reach out to me. And I think the thing that, uh, you know, for everybody to learn, I mean, there may be one person out of a thousand that, you know, won't want to be able to be reached out to because maybe they're suffering themselves. And, um, but for the most part, you know, people want to help and people are good people and people do care. And, uh, um, you know, life is good and people are good. And so, um, it, it is important that we, uh, you know, we don't have to suffer a lot if we're, you know, in despair and things ain't going well, which is, you know, life can be very difficult at times and very challenging at times. But the thing for everybody to know is that, um, not only is there hope, but there are people real close by that, that will be willing to help. And sometimes the first step is just, making that phone call or reaching out to someone and, and, and touching base and, and, and you can kind of go from there. That's, that's what it was for me. And it is for most people. It's a courageous first step, but one that I think is absolutely essential. It, the, the other thing I'm noticing about that, Dennis, it helps us to get out of our own way, you know, our own destructive pride sometimes that has us getting stuck in our own head. Absolutely. I, I, I know, know it well. And I think that, you know, in some way, you know, we, we get, we get caught up in our own mind games and mess and we, we kind of, you know, beat ourselves up and uh, we blame ourselves and we become a worst enemy. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, depression is just anger turned inward. And, you know, we got to say, you know, wh- why are we beating ourselves up for what? I mean, wh- what's so wrong that what you did is so wrong here? And so, you know, I think the first thing is to realize that, um, you know, we're, you're good people, but we're, you know, uh, depression and things like that are not, you know, as you know, well, professionally, they're not character flaws. They're issues of chemical imbalance or results of loss or trauma or some impact to people. And, and it's treatable. Uh, depression is easily treatable today with both yeah. various forms of medication or, or talk therapy. So a lot of, you know, you, you can do better. And if you're, you know, having a difficult time, you, you want to make sure you reach out to people. It makes you feel broken when you're inside of it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can't, you can't, you, you, you want to, you know, you, uh, yes, you just, you feel so distraught. Um, and you feel like just everything has gone wrong and nothing's good. And, um, it's, it's a bad place to be. And it's a horrible place to be. But, um, again, knowing that, you know, you can be helpful, you can get help and it doesn't have to be something permanent. And, um, um, it's a bad place to be, but that's why there are so many people like yourselves and others that dedicate themselves to the mental health behavior healthcare field to help people, uh, you know, get to a better place in life. And Dennis, as you uh, took this journey yourself, it it took you from that place where where it felt perhaps hopeless uh, to a place where you are inspiring and helping others. And it occurred to me that this is a beautiful example of of what full circle means on this thing, because 
Well, I heard it this way. I'll, I'll put this out there and see what, what your response is to this. I've, I've heard it said that the best way to get what you want is to help yeah. other people get what they want. Yes, absolutely. What's your thought about that? Yeah, I, I think that um, um, one of the things that uh, I found that uh, was really important is to is focus in on the needs of someone else, focus on helping someone else. And that as I began to focus in on the needs of other people, people in my family or my friends or whatever, as I focus on someone else's needs or someone else's situation, that my own sense of self became alive and I realized that I felt better about myself. So we have a tendency to, you know, get so caught up in ourselves. And, you know, I grew up in an era, in, you know, in the, in the 60s when I was, in, you know, just not even yet a teenager under President Kennedy. I recall he said something famous at his inauguration, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And, and I also grew up you know, in sort of a Catholic Christian faith about, you know, doing for others and helping other people. And I think that kind of those, those thoughts kind of helped me realize that, you know, the true, the true joy in life was in giving. And I found over my years that, um, you know, I became the happier I became is the more I gave, uh, the more I focused in on myself, the worse I became. So, it's it, it it is a it's sort of it's a tough situation to be in, but sometimes if you can find the strength to kind of get out of yourself and do something for someone else, or even just say hello to someone, uh, it, can, it can go a long way. But I, I think what you're saying is very true. We we need to think about the needs of others, and 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 that can sometimes mm-hmm. give us the strength for ourselves. And you mentioned the golden rule earlier, which Dennis, hopefully we all know by now. Um, it's, it's so interesting to me to see people in my practice, for example, who have felt so stuck for so long in whatever ways that they are stuck, you know, and mm-hmm. when, when their eyes open and they realize, wait a minute, it's not just about me. There are other people, other human beings that I share this planet with who are having similar th- feelings, similar thoughts. They're feeling stuck. And, and when you said, you know, treat other people the way that you would hope to be treated. And, and I think you even mentioned the way they would want to be treated. That opens up some whole new doors. We get out of our own way because it's no longer about us. And as soon as that focus shifts to another person, realizing they have some of the same thoughts and feelings I have, treat them the way you want to be treated. And suddenly that lifts you as well. It's this beautiful process that I think we don't understand well enough. Yeah. And and, and one of the things that um, sort of was a byproduct, uh, Dr. Paul, of my writing this book and having people reach out to me and things was the idea of people then also opened up to me. They told me, you know, their story about, you know, what was like either for them as a young man or a young woman or, you know, what their life was or what their father was like. And, you know, we have a tendency to kind of keep a lot of things to ourselves here. But in many ways, sort of my writing the book was not only cathartic for myself and provide hope for other people, but it gave up other people have a chance to, to talk to me about their situation and realizing that, you know, we're not alone. And I think the most important thing, message we can probably provide to, you know, your listeners today is the fact that we may feel alone, but we're not alone. And that there are 
millions and millions of people, uh, you know, in our town, in our, I mean, not, certainly not millions ever in every town, but in our communities, in our world and on the earth that, you know, are going through similar things here. And, and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that can be overcome. And that the most important thing is that there's nothing that can't be overcome in life. There's very, there's very few things that can't be overcome. Um, and so an emotional health and despair uh, it, it certainly can be overcome in a lot of ways by reaching out to people that are willing to help you. Yes. Well, when you mentioned the millions, Dennis, I think we're all nearby now in this information age. Uh, we're not that far separated from each other. And, and there is a commonality of experience that is immediately available if we will look for it and just reach out for it and share it with others too. I'm- Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't easy again for, you know, when I had to reach out to people and, um, you know, even, you know, even in my life when things were moving along and I had a job loss, it wasn't easy to you know want to reach out to people and met that I had lost a job. And, but you know, you, you do it and you find people extremely receptive and re- extremely helpful. And, um, it's got to take that chance. And, you know, it's just a little risk in life, but the rewards are so much greater to, you know, just just call, you know, pick up a phone and call someone and just say, hey, by the way, you know, I don't know, I'm not doing so well today. I want to see if you have a chance to chat. Just people are very receptive to that. And, you know, people do want to help out. And, you know, people are good people and you don't have to be alone. And, uh, you know, my story tells you anything else about, you know, growing up the way it did. And, but, you know, I might have missed this principle, but as we started with the history of principles, but at some point in time, you know, principle that I live with is that you do have to take responsibility for yourself. And, you know, you can't keep going through life and blaming others. You can't go for life, whatever, blaming your parents or your spouse or your teacher or your boss. You know, one of the things that I did early on in life that was a big difference. uh, And I wish I brought this up earlier, but you know, is you got to take responsibility for yourself. And once you take responsibility for yourself, you find how, how, how much power you really have and, and the impact you can have on, on your own life and certainly life of others. It's kind of an interesting little paradox. You take responsibility for yourself. You, you take on your own life and then you realize it's not about me and you reach out and start serving other people. I think a combination of those principles, Dennis, is absolutely powerful and, and you've done a nice job summarizing some of that for us in your own experience. Dennis, you've uh, you've put together some resources as you share your message with people, and you've got some books. You do trainings. You speak. How can people best get connected with you and find out more? Where would you have them yeah, go? Sure. Yeah, well, you can go to my website, uh, Dennis C. as in Charles Dennis C. Miller dot com. So Dennis C. Miller dot com. Make sure they put C in um, and. Uh, um, so there's, there's information about my leadership coaching. There's information about my articles and my blog and webinars and information about boards and leadership and, uh, and, and healthcare reform and a lot of issues. There's my phone number there. They can reach out to me. Uh, they can call, get a hold of me via my email, Dennis at DennisCMiller.com. And uh, mm-hmm. also, you know, my, if they Google my name, Dennis C. Miller, books and Amazon. Uh, and the, uh, you know, this recent book uh, is a, really my autobiography, Mopping for the CEO, is available on all online bookstores and Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's both an ebook, it's a soft cover as well as a hard cover. And 
Um, I'm pleased that uh, other people have read it and have really have enjoyed it and like the way it's written since it's written by me. It's not a ghost written book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I encourage people to, you know, need to, to besides reaching out to you, uh, Dr. Paul, but, you know, reach out to me and if I can provide some help and I'd be happy to do so. Well, and I think you already have, Dennis. You've, you've given us a, a little window into how it's possible and that there's always hope no matter where you're starting from. There are principles that determine all of that. Thank you, Dennis, for joining us today at Live on Purpose Radio. Dr. Paul, thank you very much for having me. All right, everybody, you've heard it from the man himself, Dennis C. Miller. It's time. Go live on purpose. <laughs>